Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're doing 1991's Cape Fear, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro, Nick Nolte, Juliette Lewis, and Jessica Lange, uh, with some other people thrown in there, too. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I watched the comedy uh, from 2012. Was it funny? It's 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 a hard movie to explain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, uh, if if you were a fan of Tim and Eric's awesome show, good great job. Okay. Um, you, you would know who like you'll you'll see you know recognizable faces in it. Tim Heidecker is the star of the film. Okay. And it's um it's about. What's currently the current state of Brooklyn, you know, which is okay. like trust fund kids yeah. who are about who like are kind of approaching middle age and they are um, about the worst people in the world. Yeah. My 29 year old cousin lives there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. OK. Then he probably knows some of these dudes or maybe he is one of these dudes himself. Mm-hmm. Who could say she, by the way, Oh, she. OK, yeah. well, then she uh, well, then she needs to get out of there. because These guys <laughs> are in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a really I, I I'm gonna say it's an excellent movie, but you really have to understand um like like what what's at what's at its center. Otherwise, you're just gonna say, why am I watching 90 minutes of the worst people on earth? Okay, so, yeah. All right, I watched 1956's The King and I from Rodgers and Hammerstein. Nice. Yeah, they were they had it on the Turner Big Screen Classics at the movie theater here this month. Okay, so check that out and. uh all right. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a musical guy, really. Yeah, I know you don't care so, for Oscar Hammerstein, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But I, I mean, it so. wasn't terrible, but I, it was way too long. Okay. Uh, there was some good stuff in it, though. A couple mm-hmm. of the songs were in my head for weeks. After of course. This. Like, just going and going. Yeah. I couldn't stop singing them, and I didn't know why. Because that's that's a musical. That's the that's magic it, of a man. musical, man. That's why you got to get into it. Getting to know you. Getting yeah, to know man, all about like, you. Yeah, right, sure. in my head. And uh, Yule Brenner was. Hilarious as the king, man. <laughs> like, I don't know why. And I, I was trying to figure out the whole time: is this kind of racist? I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah, right. yeah. The the politics of of Siam are 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 yeah. you know, definitely dated. Yep, definitely. But they do touch on how they are dated concepts yes. in the movie, actually, which yeah. is quite something for 1956 to be talking about. Oh yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, that's what I watched. So okay. let's talk about Cape Fear, Dave. Sure. Uh, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, um, well, the synopsis of Cape Fear is that uh, a, a lawyer has cheated his client some time ago and ends up that the client ends up uh, in prison for a long stretch uh, doing 14 years. And while in prison, the, 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 the guy realizes what happened to him during his trial, and he decides to seek revenge by any means necessary on this guy. But he's not going to just, like go up and kill him he's gonna like you know stretch it out so that the guy understands what what it really meant to him to have lost 14 years of his life yep and this is the first uh <laughs> okay. in our unit on on movies made by uh famous filmmakers that don't fit in the rest of their oeuvre and for whatever for for a multitude of reasons these filmmakers decide these directors decided to just do a film that was kind of in a genre and it wasn't personal to them and in this case it's Martin Scorsese who yeah. uh, he did, he did a remake of the 1962 classic Cape Fear. Yep. And this is what you got here, the mm-hmm. 1991 Cape Fear. Yeah. 
with Robert De Niro in like his seventh film with Scorsese yes, or exactly. something. Yeah, who is really good in this movie? Actually, he's he is crazy. He's yeah, he, he's he's good for uh yeah. It's a good performance. Yes, it is. It is. The character is kind of out there. The character is one of the most disturbing characters in film history. Really, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he's he's the madman who just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Who's hunting down Nick Nolte. Right. Um, who plays uh, Gregory Peck's role from the yeah. original? Mm-hmm. Who makes a cameo in the movie? As does Robert Mitchum. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were in the original. They uh-huh. were the original two, I guess. And right. right. Ro- yeah. Ro- uh, yeah. Roger Robert Mitchum originally essayed the role of Max Cady. Right. Um, and uh, and he plays a cop in this one. Who you know? And it's it's Robert Mitchum. Just being as good as he always was, mm-hmm. uh, giving great pointers on how to, you know, I I, I wish he would have played <laughs> Joe Don Baker's role. That would have been. I know really cool. he totally should have. Yeah, Joe Don Baker was interesting though to watch. <laughs> yeah, he like, was. Yeah, he was doing his thing as Joe Don Baker. <laughs> as only he b- can. Busting right. kneecaps. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Max Cady is played by De Niro, and he has his vendetta out for yeah. Nick Nolte because he's been spending the last fourteen years reading about law. Right. And now. He knows that he got screwed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why did he get screwed over. Why did he? Well, because the, he knew Max Cady's a bad dude. Yes, he, but he. This was his only chance to get him to go to jail. Right, basically. Um, yeah, he he saw what what Max Cady had done to this girl. It was a brutal rape and assault. Um, and there was a a report that came through saying a promiscuity that, report. A promiscuity report about this girl and. Um, you know, a, a a lawyer would have brought it up to, you know, like... Do, Say do, this girl was asking for it, basically. Exactly, yes. I can't believe that shit used to happen. And, like, hold up in courts, man. It's 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 disgusting that it still mm-hmm. does. They do touch on it for one second at the end. I think mm-hmm. Nick Nolte says, like, I don't even know why that would get you off the case. Like, right. he says something about how it's just messed up, that that's something that can happen. Yeah, know? he, he and kind he of acknowledges had, that, that, that you know, the law has that take power. He had to take it into his own hands to do yeah. what was right, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's messed up. Oh, it is. And, um... Good for Nick Nolte sending this guy away, man. <laughs> this, this guy needed to get the chair because he's a maniac. <laughs> it's and so, he's a magician apparently. He's just appearing uh, in and out of nowhere. And, and we will get into that part of it, yeah. <laughs> um, because I okay about Nick Nolte's uh, cho- about Sam's choice to bury this report and not um, to sell out his client. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, like he made a moral judgment on this man and decided. I need to do something to keep this man out of society. Mm-hmm. And none of us have taken oaths and gone through law school. So I don't know the moral implications of this. I don't know how I feel about it. On yeah. the one hand, I, I, I think that everyone is entitled to, to a defense. On the other hand, I, I say I'm very much of a fascist of, you know, this guy obviously did this. I'm kind of in your court there on that. Okay. But I mean, like you said, we're not lawyers here. We're yeah. just a couple of dudes. Exactly. So... <laughs> You know, Nick Nolte, he knows what the consequences are. Of course. You know, and you know what? It's his job to defend people. Yeah. Even though he's going to be a big sleaze bag. <laughs> That's his job, man. Uh-huh. And sadly enough, <laughs> Max Cady lives in the United States of America and has the right to be defended to the greatest of their ability. Yes. That, that, that is that is and the that's not what happened. So now he's pissed. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. He's rightfully so he, pissed. He has I mean, he has a beef. You yeah. know, like and he even you know when when Nick Nolte says why don't you go why don't you go tell off why don't you go you know bother the DA you know the the, the people who prosecuted right. you and he says best as I remember they were just doing right by their jobs. Uh huh. He understands the law he, because he's read all those books. He is 
I actually really, really like this performance from De Niro. Okay. I think All it's right. really good. Okay. It's kind of silly. But yeah. <laughs> you don't see De Niro with like a southern twang like ever. Like, I that, don't. No, that has never it, happened. It was, when he opened his mouth for the first time, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? What is going on here? Right. But like that and how well he was doing it. Yeah. Like mixed with the the characters motivations and stuff just made him so scary dude he's one of the greatest actors mm-hmm. of the last century mm-hmm. he, and he can do anything um and even so far as to to like undergo a, a strict training regimen and get into phenomenal shape at age 47 to to play this guy whose mm-hmm. whose body itself is a lethal weapon he looks like tom hardy he like, do- i mean he's ridiculous he's, in this he's movie. just like 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 Lithe and muscular, <laughs> and ever I mean, it's he, he's he's a perfect specimen of human. He's like Julius from Twins. Yeah, only, oh, dude, only kind yeah. of you know <laughs> the real thing, and he's even Joe as intelligent. Pesci's the other the other twin, <laughs> right? That's right. Tommy DeVito's the other half of that. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, so I get the sense that you didn't really like his performance too much. Well, it's 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 hard for me because I I think that the, that this movie, um, like all the movies we'll be doing in this kind of unit, I guess. Yeah. That there's like sort of tremendous highs and lows. You got that right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this movie, even if it is just a genre movie that that maybe Martin Scorsese wouldn't have done if he wasn't doing the studio a favor. Right. Um, and the reason they're doing him a fa- he was doing a favor is because Universal had stood behind him during Last Temptation of Christ when all that stuff was going on. Yeah, that was a big uh, who's what's it going it, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was, and whew. and he needed some support, and they gave it to him. So they so he returned the favor by doing this movie. And I mean, it's still a Scorsese film. And mm-hmm. you know, even if even if the material isn't what he really wants it to be, if, if he doesn't want to be working on this, he still puts everything he can into the project. And right. you know, yeah. it's it's so it still looks good and it still sounds good and it's 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 got Robert De Niro it has good performances. It's got I great mean, acting in it. Like you said when you brought up the this unit idea for uh-huh. this month, I couldn't tell that this was a Martin Scorsese movie unless no. you told me. Not exactly. This looks like. Like a Hallmark Lifetime movie, <laughs> almost. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's very, very strange, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, it it, it seems very Hitchcockian, almost. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like, but it's, I don't know. I you, it's not Scorsese. No, as, if you ask me. And and I mean, I I think that that any other filmmaker who's just working in like kind of uh, assembly line stuff. Would 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 just kind of okay. We're just going to shoot this script here. What's the script? I'm going to shoot this, and then we're going to do this, then we're going to get this. Like B- Scorsese working in that arena is going to try to put little things to make you feel like it's Hitchcockian, right? You know, I'm not yeah. okay. Maybe this thing isn't personal to me, but I'm just going to experiment. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Oh, can I do a can I do an Alfred Hitchcock thing? Yeah, you know, and which is interesting and and it's good work. It just man, when you put it up against his other films, it really pales. That's true. I mean, it's yeah. it just and, um, and that and that's only for Martin Scorsese. I I I agree with you about Robert De Niro. It's it's a towering performance for mm-hmm. much of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he was nominated for best actor. He was. Um, he didn't win. <clears throat> he did not win. Um, I can't remember who did, but not him. And Juliette Lewis was also nominated. She was. Did she win it though? She did not win. Okay. Um, uh, she was like. But 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 it was and I don't it wasn't her film debut either but it was the movie that really opened everybody's eyes like who is this new right yeah you like Anjanu she had been in some things before like I think Christmas Vacation yeah she was in that she was in Christmas and Vacation that was probably the biggest thing right. I can think of that uh-huh. she was in before that 
And then she went on to do Natural Born Killers after this. She sure did. Like, okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Juliette Lewis. She's great. Uh-huh. And you know what I just realized the other day when I was watching this? I was like, holy crap. She looks just like my brother's girlfriend. That's, <laughs> yeah, she and does. she sounds like her and acts like her. <laughs> like I was like, holy crap. Uh-huh. That's yeah. weird. She's sort of pixie-like. Yeah, yes, like, I know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Now that you mention it, yes. It just, I don't know. Right. I think it was something that was in my head bothering me subconsciously for a oh, long Oh, okay. Time. And then you finally got it. And then all of a sudden, it. something oh, cleared. There it is. And right. I didn't even know it was bothering me. Okay. You know, something like very deep in there that doesn't even fucking matter at all. It's just this weird thing. Right. It's like, oh my God. Well, it's a lot harder than trying to place where an actor has been before. With Juliette Lewis, you know where everything she's done. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, this is probably just bothering you even more, right? Yeah, dude. Um, so, like, Sam... You mentioned it when you brought up his, you know, his like railroading of his client. Sam is not a good man. W- would not you agree? Not particularly. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's cheated on his wife and he he lies to his wife still. Like yep. when Jessica Lang confronts him about his quote stupid sophomoric infidelities and he's like putting the phone down and kind of uh, uh, you know, cuz he's been pl- he's been kind of even though he hasn't been cheating on on Lee, his wife, Jessica right. Lang, right. Um, he is still sp- making time with Ileana Douglas, and right. in, in an inappropriate way, and being very um, right. They're like dating. They are. They're not touching or anything. Sure. Like physically doing anything like right. that. Right. But they're emotionally like a sure. couple. Because he's not like, playing racquetball with that dude from his office. No, dude. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's playing racquetball with her, man. That's right. He's an immature, you know, kind of. He, he's. He seems privileged. Yes, like very much I don't so. know if it's because mm-hmm. he made something of himself or yeah. if he, you know, had a life where he grew up kind of privileged. I mean, right. he's a law school guy. Yes, he's got a very nice house. He has a successful career. Yes, he's got all the typical like quote unquote things you want as a, a successful man. That's right. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, he's definitely. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, you just I, mentioned, I, yeah, yeah, yeah pr- privileged. He's I, privileged. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I know what you and. And the the speech he makes uh, when when Jessica Lang confronts him about uh, about the, the the whole Ileana Douglas thing is he has this really you know she calls him a pompous ass and rightly so when he's like explaining why Ileana Douglas is into him uh-huh. well look I'm a lawyer and she's a clerk she just looks up she's just infatuated I can't help it oh, oh yeah dude you're ass. A, wow yeah you can't. <laughs> it's not your fault exactly yeah look I, I can't help it if I got it going on yeah you know. Man, what an what asshole. What a poor excuse. <laughs> he has no excuse, but like yeah. that is just Exactly. <laughs> and thankfully Jessica Lang is like, no way, dude. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love when um like they have that fight sequence and well sequence makes it sound like it's a big action movie. <laughs> They're fighting in the bedroom, right. you know, <laughs> verbally. And uh, <laughs> Uh, like at the end of it, when it's winding down, it seems like maybe they're gonna make up or something. And he he like puts yeah. his arm around her or something, and then it cuts, and he's laying on the couch like and sleeping. I, I I literally was like, <laughs> yes, yes, you deserve that, dude. And there's a great moment too, right before they show him like you know, uh, getting into those crappy blankets on the couch. Uh-huh. Like he he's like, I know we can beat this guy. Together. Yeah, you're right. He turns and it around to like we yes. can do it as a team. Well, we're a team, you yeah. and I. And Jessica Lang just gives him this great look. And then it, she doesn't even say anything, and then it just cuts to Nick Nolte going, oh, God, oh, oh this is great, you know, <laughs> trying to get into those blankets. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Now, is this when Max Cady stalks the house one of several dozen times? Yeah. Um, okay. He, now, <laughs> yeah, 
because the first time he stalks the house is is when Jessica Lange and Nick Nolte are 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 getting it on, um, in a in a sex scene, and then um, I can't even remember that. He's just he's just is he just kind of like you know he's making his way yeah on okay. she, she she's on the bottom and, and yeah. she's doesn't look like she's having too he's great Nick a time yes he's Nick Nolteing the situation Man, trying to add vowels and stuff to the end of his name it doesn't work quite difficult right. it's probably Nolteing okay. Nolteing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh yeah Robertson Max Cady is is in the yard but he's on the fence and and there's fireworks behind him oh, yeah, and, he's up there he's posing like he's a sailor about ready to dance yes like <laughs> he's got and that, he's wearing that cap. He's got the newsboy on the whole time. That's <laughs> yes. just, you know. Uh, He's a newsie. <laughs> and the fireworks are going off. Like, yeah. And the first yeah. time we saw him was, like, the first time he confronts or he makes his presence known to Nick Nolte is in the movie theater when they're watching Problem Yeah, I, I got excited when I saw that. <laughs> and he is being one of the worst moviegoers oh, he's... captured on film. He's just chuckling and laughing his head off in the audience in the theater here and smoking a big old fat cigar. Yep, got that big stogie. Yep, and just having a great laugh at Problem Child 1. And he's laughing at at things that aren't yeah, even... Yeah, it's like Charles Grodin like, looking around the room. <laughs> John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> Because if John Ritter was in Clifford, that would, you, could, you could just switch him around. <laughs> they, they look the exact same. Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of Beethoven. Yeah. Not oh, that's right. God, <laughs> Clifford was that really horrific movie with Charles Grodin, where Martin Short plays a nine-year-old. Is um, he's like wearing little boy suits. And oh they yeah. Make, oh, yeah. Oh, I hate God. that. Oh, it's a scary. scary I was thinking film. of Willard. The, the movie with the rats and Crispin Glover. <laughs> Crispin Glover, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awful as well. <laughs> okay. Rewind a little bit right, here. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah. To, so Max Cady's watching Problem Child, and he's being an asshole in the theater. And, and like, it's it's, it's just more, more and more kind of like... Um, like things where he kind of just crosses <laughs> Nick Nolte's path. Um, and finally, it turns deadly serious when... Um, one one of the worst rape scenes, assault scenes against women ever filmed, is when Ileana Douglas falls prey to Robert De Niro. Yes, yes, yes. Because Nick Nolte was supposed to meet up with her at the bar. Yeah. And he ditched her. Yep. And she just happens to get picked up by Max Cady. Yes, because he's probably following all of his movements, I guess, because he's, yeah. like you said, um, a magician. Yeah. So. And then uh, somehow he ends up getting her to go back to yep. the, her bedroom her. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a great plan. And yeah. He executes it perfectly. He does. Somehow. Flawlessly, right. Yeah. I mean, he movie does it. It's yeah. movie magic. And he's uh, always like 15 steps ahead of whatever Nolte's oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, dude. You know. Yep. And uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's the worst part of this movie is, uh-huh. is how, how he's David fucking Copperfield here. He's like, <laughs> yes. he's here. He's there. He's always in the right place. He's under the car. He's doing oh. all this shit. I know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he ends up raping her to get at Nick Nolte. Yeah. Uh, because now their relationship's going to be exposed or something. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's not going to press charges because of some bullshit. I don't know. Well, she's going to have to get on the stand and, like, you know, like face Max Cady's attorney, who is going to probably, yeah. you know, come after her pretty hard with promiscuity allegations. And yeah. she's going to have to, like, say in court that she was carrying on with Nick Nolte. And, you know, that's all going to come out. And. 
Right. Because, you know, whenever whenever a woman is raped, well, I mean, she's the one put on trial. So Well, that's why she got punched in the face 18 times. I mean, right. that's why. Yeah. You know, oh, of it's course. her fault. Exactly. It's totally. It was yeah. all on her. What was she doing in that bar? Fuck. Fuck our system. Is, yeah, dude. Is, is really what, what you that's know. That's scarier than Max Katie. Of course it is. Shit. You know, uh, I know. Dude, all yeah. all girls need to learn. You know, we, we need to start making them black belts at a young age or, or at least, you know, castrate totally. young men. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever. Who knows? I don't know what the answer is. The Dave but, you system. Know, exactly. Dave 2016, right? <laughs> That's right. Because our current system do, is not equipped to handle yeah. this situation. But um, but the movie Cape Fear, uh, like, you know, Nick uh, Robert De Niro executes this because he's a sadist, but he also wants to get at Nick Nolte, and he also knows how the law works and that he's right. never going to do any time for it because of the circumstances surrounding it. Right. Um, which is diabolical and, you know, completely evil. So It is. And um, the craziest thing I think he does to Nick Nolte is when he's seducing his daughter, Juliette yeah. Lewis. He calls the house and pretends to be the drama teacher. Yeah. And gets, like, he's talking to her on the phone like she's, he's like her boyfriend or something. He you is. Know? It's kind of, it's her. creepy as it's shit. totally creepy. And you know from the get-go it's him. Of course. Like, and you, they reveal it's him, but yeah, you know it's him. Because it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And then... She ends up falling for it, and like I guess you know maybe guys have never talked to her this way. Mm-hmm. She's kind of into it, yeah, which is what makes it even creepier. And she ends up going to meet him in the drama room yeah. where the stage is, uh-huh. thinking he's the teacher. And then they have this whole conversation, which is very, very wrong. <laughs> um, it's this is one of the tremendous highs of the film. I it would, is. I would this is this might be the best scene in the movie. It's the centerpiece of the whole film. Yeah. We, we've seen what Max is capable of. Mm-hmm. We, we've watched what he did to Ileana Douglas. And what he did, everybody, is like, you know, so br- brutal, you almost can't even, you know, sit through it. And Juliette Lewis is young and fair and completely vulnerable. And she is in an auditorium with Robert De Niro. And they are talking about literature and you know, having very inappropriate conversations uh-huh. about sexuality. And like I said, we've already seen maybe 10 minutes ago what he does to women. And when he approaches her, man, uh-huh. this is the, one of the most intense and kind of uncomfortable things you've ever watched. Yep. And then he, t- then he puts his hands on her. He, he asks if he can put his arm around her. Yeah. And she says, okay. And this is after about midway through the whole scene she realizes it's Max Katie. That's right. And you're the guy who's been stalking my dad. Yep. You're the crazy guy who killed so, the dog. And you know her her demeanor totally changes here. It's that's right. phenomenal acting here. Oh yeah, because it's she's not like so it, good. The camera yeah. doesn't no. cut. No. You see her physically transition from yeah. Oh, this is kind of fun and flirty and right, right. You know, kind of cool to like extreme fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all over her face. Yeah, like yeah. it's. Wow. I know. Just to pull that move off? Yeah. Like, that is awesome stuff. She's Which so I can good. see why she got nominated for this role. Of like, course. Really good work here. She's so touching and naturalistic. And, and like, all the all the, the mannerisms she gives, like like you said, all the, 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 the total transformation, like, it's just all over her. It's just so expressive in her face. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, this is who this is. And then realizing who it is and then not running and then listening right. to him and kind of sympathizing with him and then finally having that moment of you know do you mind if I put my arm around you and she like puts her hand over her face she goes 
no, I don't mind. Uh-huh. And then she's like really bashful and embarrassed like a young girl would be in that situation. Yep. And I think it's genuine. She, Completely. She wants him to do it. Yes. Yes. So he does it. And he comes over slowly and kind of gentle, yes. you know, because he... His long game here, he doesn't want to scare her right now. Right, you know? right. So he's doing that. He's trying to manipulate her so he can get in and revenge it with her father. Yes. And he puts his arm around her, and he kisses her. He plants a they, very big kiss on her, yeah. They kiss. Uh-huh. It's pretty gross. <laughs> um, yeah, it sure is. Because you know who this dude is, and you know who this girl is, uh-huh. and that shouldn't be happening. Never. And in the movie, she's a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. It's uh, pretty messed up stuff. It's foul, yeah. I know. And then he walks away backstage or something, and she realizes, like, wow, what am I doing? And yeah. runs off, mm-hmm. and then tells her family about it. Yes. But, man, that is... This is something here. Like, this is a scene to be seen. <laughs> I know. And then you'll never unsee it. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, it also then leads into, I guess, the levels of manipulation that Max Cady is perpetrating with, with all of this stuff. Um, you know, he's going to, at some point, he, he plans to subject this girl to, you know, abject horror. Oh, yeah. Um, the worst kind of stuff you yeah. can imagine. But before that, he's going to manipulate and and get on her good side and then have her think about him when Nick Nolte comes into her room and she's she's sitting there in kind of like uh, her underwear kind of. She's maybe you know not dressed too appropriately for a 15 year old. And he just tells her, you know, put on some clothes. You're not a little kid or whatever. And she kind of, you know, brushes off that comment. But then he mistreats her in, in, in the most like foul uh, like what? What losing whatever trust a young girl has in her father? Yep. In this moment, when he grabs her face and is like, kind of accusing her of like harlotry almost. Yeah. Um, which is, and he he immediately kind of like regrets it and and tries to make up for it, but she's she's devastated, you know. Oh yeah, your dad almost just smacked you down in the face. Exactly. Like, uh, he was a, an inch away from doing yep. it, man. Right. He was close, and not only is it just losing this kind of trust for your own father mm-hmm. and seeing how crazy he's becoming. Right. Now, he's pushing her more towards Max Cady Max by Katie's doing Max looking this. real good. Yeah, he's look. He's the nice guy here, right? Yep. Maybe my dad is a bad guy. Wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> and I'm sure... I'm sure Max Cady planned all that. Oh, he did, <laughs> of course. He he just he just has it in his brain. I mean, he, he knows he's seven moves ahead all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and it, I, I I guess when you've had 14 years to come up with this grand design, yeah. Um, may, maybe maybe you can weave a uh, uh, a really sophisticated tableau of revenge. Maybe I, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, or this could just be a side effect. Who knows? It's po- Yeah, that's also possible. It's probable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great for the movie. It, yeah. So it is. I'll I'll let that slide. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the uh, the kind of not so good elements of the film? Of course I do, Dave. Okay. Wonderful. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I, we we talked about the 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 centerpiece of the movie, which is Juliette Lewis and Robert De Niro's meeting in the drama uh, room. God, just. You saying that sentence makes me think of it and think of how great it is. Like it's it, really good stuff. I, I could watch it every day. Yeah. Really, just just this mm-hmm. this ten minute scene that, that is that is like a masterclass of acting right. on every level. And now that we've talked about that, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the houseboat, toward the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
They try to escape from him uh-huh. and leave town. They head up to Cape Fear. Yes. Get on the houseboat. In the, they're in the middle of a lake or whatever the a river. fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A, it's it's a raging river. waters. Right. Yeah. And um, so Max Cady can't get to them now. Or so they think, right? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Nah, nah, nah. Bernard Herman comes in and tells you different. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and... Okay, first of all, Max Katie is hanging onto the chassis, which bullshit. Oh, yeah, they they drive away in their car. Wow. And he's hanging on the bottom of the car for what, 500 miles? Something Something like that. that. The whole time. Yep, breathing in carbon monoxide. And um, when they show him get out from under the car, when they get to Cape Fear finally, they threw a couple touches in there to try to make it more believable. Like Uh he had strapped his waist to the chassis so he could... Wouldn't have to support himself, you know, sure. which makes sense because you can't. No matter if you're that buff or not, you can't hold yourself. <laughs> you can't do an isometric. And, and there's like yeah, miles, yeah. <laughs> and there's like little cuts and stuff all yeah. over his body and in his clothes from right. rocks and debris and stuff, which makes sense. Uh huh. But it's still bullshit. It's still it's still bullshit. Not possible. Bullshit with a bandaid on it. It's still <laughs> bullshit, right, dude. Um, this whole. End of the movie is a big what the fuck. Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah. Because Max Katie takes on supernatural abilities <laughs> and, like, r- right down to, okay, I- even if we could buy um, the whole hanging onto the undercarriage of a, of a Jeep Wagoneer for 500 miles. Um, <laughs> right. L- l- let's just say that that's possible. So then he rents a boat for himself and is going to, like, you know, I guess get on the houseboat and s- and rape and assault and probably murder Jessica Lange and Juliette Lewis and make Nick Nolte watch it. Yep. So he gets into the, he, he manages to like uh, subdue Nick Nolte and then he goes into the houseboat and Juliette Lewis tries to scald him with, um, with, with, with like a the, butane, like lighter fluid. Well, but that's the second thing she tries. Oh, the first time she throws the oh, boiling the water, water. Yeah. Yes. And oh, it yeah. doesn't do anything to him. It's it's boiling water. He's an X Men. He is like, an X Men. He's an X Man, dude. Yeah, that's right. And we're we're told that he has these like mutant healing factors because he comes from like you know Pentecostal uh, Georgia folk. He says that mm-hmm. Granddaddy used to handle snakes in church, and Granny drank strychnine. And he's holding a flare at the time. Oh that's yeah, it's been lit, and the yep. w- the hot wax is coming down onto his hand, and he's not like flinching. Yeah. Where where are they getting this? I I I don't. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what what is the. I don't care what church you belong to. No, That's dude. Not gonna fucking Listen, work. I've been to tent revivals before, <laughs> and I've seen snake handling, uh-huh. and it's dangerous shit. But those people are still human beings. Yeah, and, and they are susceptible to uh, the things that injure us. If you shoot somebody in the head, they're gonna die. Yeah, uh, like you... Joe Don Baker. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> being yes, be, being being garroted with piano wire <laughs> by Robert De Niro in a wig. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Oh fuck that scene, dude. I that agree. That scene sucked. I agree. We could talk about it now. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Joe Don Baker's trying to defend the household of the Nolte's. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> Robert De Niro, I guess, kills their maid, and then. Um, Joe Don <laughs> Baker thinks the maid is just getting coffee or something. Yeah. But no, turn around. It's uh, De Niro with a wig and a dress on. Um, I don't know how you can confuse these two people. Even I have if it is dark. I don't know either. I, I don't know. And and Louisa the... and Max Cady do not look the same. No, they, they, they do They're not. They're different heights. 
They're different ethnicities. <laughs> they're different sexes. They're, I don't care if you're wearing a dress. A 250-pound Robert De Niro is not going <laughs> to fool you from the 150-pound housemaid. I don't know where he got a Mrs. Graciela wig. And where Graciela did you get wig. the wig? I don't know where he got the Mrs. Graciela uh, He pulled like, it out of his hat. Coat? That's why... The magic hat he has around. Oh, like that's right. That's right. For and my he has next a magic trick. wand. Yes, of course. It's right. in his box of wonders. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. He, yeah, he got it from Boys Life magazine, and, and you know, now, now he's using it to, 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 you know, kill McNulty. It was on the back cover of an X Men comic. That's what it was. That's where it got, that's where he got his powers. He ordered them. And you know, you know what else? Like, you you, you can't show me a guy who is. Uh, a, a, well, we're told as a serial rapist, and we've seen what he is, and then give him one-liners when he kills people. I didn't Can't catch the one-liners. He tells as he's as he's choking out Joe Don Baker. He goes, "White trash piece of shit," because oh Joe yeah, because that's what he called him. I called yeah. him that earlier, mm-hmm. and he laughs about it. No one says, no no one gives any kind of line like that when they're killing somebody, particularly not whether it's real life or a movie. You can't have it. Yeah. And we said he looks like Arnold, so maybe he thought he could get away with it. I, I no, maybe I so. I, th- that that that's the only. And explanation. the fucking piano wire, by the way, it goes missing about at minute ten in the movie, yep. for no reason. Yep. Oh, it turns out he had it the whole time, and now he's killing Joe Don Baker with it. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I know. And they make a big reveal out of it. Yeah. Like Nick Nolte finds Joe Don Baker. And slips in his blood, oh, which was awesome. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was so yeah. cool. Uh, and then notices the piano wire, and it's like, oh, uh-huh. oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 a big to do. Stupid. And it's followed by <laughs> one of the one of the craziest things I've ever seen anybody do in a movie, which is Nick Nolte's been slipping in the blood. It's all over him. <laughs> yeah. And he grabs the gun and starts going outside and just firing wildly into the air, going, <laughs> you know, like like yelling and screaming. <laughs> okay, dude, you're a lawyer, and you know, and, and even if you were whatever you will, you are, you're supposed to be like, you have to know, you can't walk out of your house covered in blood, yelling at the top of your lungs and firing a gun. Yeah. It's, people are going to talk. It, at least when they go on the run, uh, <laughs> it turns out the cops are after them yeah, because of the yeah, murder. Yeah, exactly. Which makes some sense. Yeah. You for know, once. Right. Okay. Um, even, you know, and Nick Nolte's a lawyer, so he, uh, I guess he enacts force majeure. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that buys them some time. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but whatever. I don't know. Um, but anyways, poof, back to the boat. Yeah, and this is, I'm just going to say it, it's the worst thing Scorsese ever filmed, is when uh, after he Max Cady has been scalded and then lit on fire uh-huh. and then thrown over the side of the boat and then reaches up and grabs the rope that's There's like cut. three inches of rope there? Yeah. He reaches, yeah, and he, <laughs> he just like, there, there's a shot of him grabbing the, the rope as, it, as the boat is taking off. He gets back into the boat and he's managed to handcuff Nick Nolte, and he's putting him on trial. This yeah. is this is so false. This is so corny. I, I I've never when Robert De Niro is is like he he hits Nick Nolte with you know he gives him a couple of good hammer blows, and then he like does a does like a soda voce thing. He looks the other way and and plays a judge and says, "I'm yeah. sorry, Your Honor, that was argumentative." Mm-hmm. He's doing one liners in this scene. And I hate every second of it. I hate it so much. It's so far beneath Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and everybody else in this movie. 
Now, have you seen the original? Yes, I have. Is this taken from the original? Is Not this, this part scene. of it? Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. And v- very little is taken from the well, original. I could imagine. Right. Because back then... I couldn't see it being this crazy. No, no. I mean, it'd be all subliminal stuff back oh, of then. Of course, you know? yeah. Just nothing suggested. out, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. yeah, just in passing, it might be rape. Yes, you know. of course. <laughs> well, and, and they, they, to its credit, it does establish that Max Cady is a rapist okay. in the original. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it is, you know. But I'll agree with you that it's not that great of a scene. No. Um, I wasn't too into it. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's the worst thing he's ever filmed. I mean, I don't. I can't think of anything okay. off the top of my head okay. to argue with you, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was that bad. I'm I'm pretty well versed in Scorsese, and, and I, I, I can say with confidence I, this yep. is definitely the, the thing that this is it, the nadir of his career. It his could be. Career. I will I have seen fourteen or fifteen or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean this could be something lower on the totem pole. You're, okay. you're, right. you're right. Boxcar yeah. birth is better than this scene. Boxcar Bertha, I have seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Boxcar Bertha. Yeah. Barbara Hershey. Uh-huh. That's right. Bernie Casey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Bernie Casey. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, But, yeah, and then this whole trial's happening, and then something happens, and the boat sinks, I guess? The boat starts sinking? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the, the boat How hits How do they the get out hits, of this? The boat hits a rock. It's right as Nick Nolte's handcuffed, right? Nick Nolte is handcuffed, and then he gets to the free, um, and he manages then to handcuff or to to cuff Robert De Niro's ankle to uh-huh. the same place he right. was just handcuffed, and then he starts to get the upper hand in the fight. By this time, Jessica Lang and Juliet Lewis have gone ashore, and they're like you know protecting themselves. Right? And there's the, a giant squall happening. A squall we, is we going even, on. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. This is in the midst of where there's a huge rainstorm down in in the Cape. So the boat is starting to get d- destroyed because it's crashing into the rocks and everything, and uh, you know eventually it becomes just a, a a a fight between Nick Nolte and Robert De Niro. But De Niro is never not handcuffed to this wreckage, so he's uh-huh. or like have and he so he Nick Nolte is actually hitting him with a stone. He's just yeah. bashing him in the head, and Robert De Niro keeps laughing. Yeah, he's not phased by these blows. Yeah, and then he speaks in tongues. Oh, I forgot about that. He totally does, dude. That's the last thing we see is him speaking in tongues as he's well, sinking. Well, the tide's taking him out. Yes. Like the storm's pulling him out because he's attached to, you know, the deck of the boat or right, whatever. Right, right. And it's taking him down. And I swear for a split second when it shows that handcuff like pull taut on his ankle yeah. as it's sinking, I thought he was just going to float there because he's invincible. Well, I, like, did, I swear I did to too. God, I thought he wasn't going to die. Because he's like, almost he just, died six times. Yeah. And you don't know. I mean, you don't know how much time has passed. So, yeah, of course. I thought he was just going to be there. Yeah. Like, like maybe to, maybe he wasn't going to be floating because he's that strong at swimming or whatever. <laughs> right. But, like, maybe it's shallow enough to where it doesn't pull him okay. all the way down I see what you mean, to yeah. explain it. Okay. But... Um, I didn't think he'd be dead here. Yeah, I, didn't, I thought he was going to pull a Friday the Thirteenth and jump out of the water at the end. And, I thought for sure yeah. it was going to be a false Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees yeah. type thing. Yeah, yep. me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. That's the end of Max Katie. That's a good thing. That, that is a good at, thing. At, at least this he's, guy's dead. Yeah, that this guy <laughs> is not walking among us anymore. That's good. Um, and also that 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 uh, that they finally, through all these false endings, actually came up with an ending and. The very last scene is of Juliet Lewis, kind of the the whole. It's it's a miniature framing device, just the first and last scene of the film, yeah, which doesn't really it didn't make sense. Yeah, no, it was just stupid. 
Juliet Lewis is like reading a uh, in she's front got like of class. a cue card. It looks like she, yeah, it looks like she's reading from a. I think she is. I'm pretty sure probably. she is. Probably, uh, and she's talking about. And I'm not sure. It, I, I don't. I don't know if she's reading from Thomas Wolfe or if she's just telling stories about her childhood. I don't know what this is. I didn't uh, care for it. No. Yeah. No. I didn't care for it the first time. I didn't care <laughs> right. for it at the beginning. I didn't care for it at the end. Uh huh. I still don't care for it. No. It's 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 just not a not a good idea. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that's, that's Cape Fear pretty much. Yeah, that that's 1991's Cape Fear. Yeah. Anything else to add to this, Dave? I should have said at the top, but I, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to say this because everybody who listens to this probably knows how we feel about Martin Scorsese already. Oh, yeah. I mean, jeez. Um, he's he's a, probably the greatest filmmaker in American history. One of, he's up there at he's least. He's definitely up there. You know. Definitely up there. It's hard to pick who's number one, but you I mean. You can say top five? Sure. Oh, top absolutely. Five. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. He's there. And as much as I, as we just, you know, kind of like railed on this for its, for its flaws, which it has many, it's still better than probably everything that was that was released around that same time in 1991 it, it still is like a kind of like top flight entertainment yeah. at the movies yeah. you know like I, going into this i had never seen this one before so oh you hadn't oh. no i was i was like all right sweet i hadn't seen this one let's okay. see what's up yeah cuz i know you had mentioned before like it's not the best scorsese movie right. there is mm-hmm. and when you picked it for this unit we're doing i was like okay well let me see what this is about yeah i expected a little less quality of from course it. right but you got martin scorsese directing it. can't I go mean, wrong and like de niro julia lewis i mean jessica it's, lang it's, it's, it's i mean yeah it's such a great everyone's cast. good i know everyone is they're they're doing Even great Don baker was really good he's he's pretty like, good he's just I know. he was really fun to watch just walking around just being a big old toughie he's you know? i know he, he's he's he looks like a, a southern private eye yeah uh, definitely is, he's he can play that of course so when i watched it i was very pleased that it was better than i expected right that being said it's not his best work no but still, better than a lot of the other crap that came out in 1991. I mean, if if you were there on a, if you were at the movies on a Friday night in 1991 and you had a choice between Pretty Woman and Cape Fear, you're going to Cape Fear every time. You know, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but you are. <laughs> I mean, just you know, I I ain't going to no Pretty Woman. So mm. you know, I, I'm I'm saying that like lesser Scorsese is better than Pretty Woman. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. It's hard to compare the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick story about Pretty Woman. Okay. Um, my brother used to think that every VHS player <laughs> came with Pretty Woman <laughs> because everyone had Pretty Woman. Yes, of course, dude. It was like it was like the Mario he Duck thought it came with cartridge. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so there's my Pretty Woman story. Right. So, Dave, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, I, I would recommend that everyone see Cape Fear. Okay. Um, because it's 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 made by Martin Scorsese and anything by Martin Scorsese is worth your time. Just know going in that you know what you're kind of in for and also see the nineteen sixty two version from uh from J. Lee Thompson, uh, which is also which is is the superior movie. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. I also will recommend this movie. I uh Liked it a lot more than I expected, as uh-huh. I already said. Right. De Niro is something to behold in this movie. Yeah. Talk about his best performances ever. He's awesome. This is up there. Mm-hmm. And Juliette Lewis just broke my heart in that one scene. <laughs> yeah, I know. You watch this movie for that scene alone. Right. It's, right. And, you know, 
you could even watch this with a group of friends because of all the ridiculous shit that's happening. You that's don't have true. to be paying a whole lot of attention to it. Like, yeah. this is a good party movie almost. And it would be kind of yeah. weird to, to have that happen and watch everybody go abs- like stone silent during that oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, like 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 watch watch the two of them like have this great duel. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And then all of a something. sudden he shows up in a sailor hat on a fence. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then everyone laughs. And he's fending off yeah. guys with bicycle chains. And, and yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, he took them all out. So yeah, I'm definitely going to recommend this movie. Okay. And also, watch every Martin Scorsese movie. I have not you... seen a single piece of bad film from this man. Never. I mean, he he's 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 he is a guy who just knows how to tell you a story. I think I've only seen more movies from one other director, probably Steven Spielberg. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like, he's this guy's amazing. We talked about him on Goodfellas and Of course. We talked about him even on our retrospective, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about him in like every episode he, of the show. He's been mentioned more like, than any other. Yeah, like, he gets so, mentioned on more than any podcast, like other podcasts. It's just you're always talking about Yeah, Martin more Scorsese. than the Scorsese hour. Like yes, those Trumps exactly, over there. Right. We talk about him more than they do. <laughs> so yeah, watch this movie. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that wraps up the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use iTunes, you can find us on any other podcatcher of your choosing. So show us some love on those places, too. Um, and you can go to dudesonmovies.com for anything you need right there. That's right. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. And, you know, anywhere you go, just try to rate and review us. Give us a, give us a listen. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned next week. We'll continue our unit here. Mm-hmm. We're going to do... Listen up, Taylor. This one's for you. (laughs) Ready? 1984's Dune, directed by David Lynch and starring Kyle MacLachlan. There we are. Yeah, here we go. So we didn't do it for Dudes on Demand, but we're showing you some love here. Mm -hmm. We got to get Dune in here. We figured, hey, this movie fits perfectly with the theme. It totally does. Let's throw it in. That's right. Yeah, so thanks for listening, folks. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Dude.